What's up, WWE Champions Universe? Welcome to Champions Chat, the fastest growing podcast dedicated to the WWE oh Champions Mobile Oh my God, it's The Rock! The Rock! He's there, he's on TV, it's The Rock! Everybody watch that... The Rock! Okay, <laughs> yes! We can't, that is the perfect intro. For those of you who have no idea what's happening right now, every, uh, so I accidentally spoiled when The Rock returned to SmackDown with Pat McAfee on our Discord and our faction's open chat Discord, even though we have a spoiler group. And so now every single time WWE TV is on, I post the exact same thing in our open chat. OMG, The Rock, turn it on now, you know, or something like that. And so uh, obviously we've got a guest with us today. Let me introduce ourselves and then Lee will introduce our guest. I'm the bad guy, Rusty Graves. With me as always, Big Daddy Cool, Lee Brown. What's up, Lee? <laughs> How you doing, Rusty? I think uh, I think I'm doing pretty good. We've got a guest good. on today. He's already uh, introduced himself. That's right. So from the Big Three Mafia family of factions, we have our faction leader, the one and only Shmike. The one, two, three kid. If we're sticking with like the click names, I guess he'll be the one, oh, two, three know. kid. It'll be Schmikepock today. <laughs> Schmikepock. <laughs> anyway, how you doing, Schmike? <laughs> I'm I'm doing well, thank you. And uh, Schmikepock, that's great. I'm gonna the, the, he he gets a lot of heat, but he's talked about a lot, so it it works. We can do that. Isn't it amazing <laughs> the career that Sean Waltman had? I mean, like like for a guy. For a guy who who arguably was mid-card at best, you know, to I think he held just about every belt in WCW and WWE, WWF except wrestling. Except the big ones. Yeah. Did he not hold the was he never a world title? As far as I remember, he was never ever a world title holder. He he held the uh Intercontinental, the light heavyweight, and then it became the cruiserweight. He had European. the cruiserweight in WCW. He, uh, yeah, all sorts of things. European champ, tag champs with tag multiple. Champs. I mean, like with Kane, Kane and yeah. the weirdest tag team of the Attitude Era, and yet they held the belts. Right. I think longer than the Brothers of Destruction, which is probably crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, so, yeah, you could be Schmackpock. I'm for it. Waltman. Last week we had on our former faction leader, Captain Jack. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, it was a lot of fun. And he's got a, a smooth, velvety European British voice that you're going to love to listen to. Very entertaining. But this week we have our, my current faction leader. This guy could boot me out of the faction today if things don't go well. Um, so we're so glad to have you on, Schmike. Thank you. I, I I will keep that in the back of my mind. Uh, I, I don't be surprised if you log on and you know, it, it's all right. <laughs> have you ever been kicked out of a faction before, Schmike? Uh, yes, yes, I have. As a matter We're of fact, right into it. We're getting right into it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I care to I, share. I, I you saw my that, thunder in the introduction, so now I'm going straight to that question. <laughs> have you ever been kicked out of a faction, Smike? <laughs> I, I didn't intend to steal your thunder. I really intended to make that just take one, and then that's why I was asking. Oh before no, we started. It was, was so good. Be a take. 
That was perfect. <laughs> I loved it. But but just so you know, that is how it feels when I'm on Discord and trying to manage 300 different people, and I see, oh my God, The Rock is in our open chat where people are gonna see that and go, wait, don't spoil it, and then, yeah. And so thanks for that. I've even gone as far as to write. Oh, I'm watching NXT. It just started NXT. OMG, <laughs> The Rock. <laughs> yeah, get, getting right into it. I, I have been kicked out of factions before. I have left factions before. Um, that's that is how we started Toxic Mafia. A lot of people already know about that. But what about for um, our, our listeners that have no idea? They don't know the backstory. So, anything. Yeah. And you so, obviously, uh, we will conceal names to protect the innocent or the villainous. Absolutely. But just tell us a little bit about that journey. No, nobody is a villain. It is all just the way you play the game. Everything. Somebody's is a villain. Nobody's a villain. <laughs> but yeah i was um so i guess to get we'll, we'll try to make it short but i didn't really do a lot of factions play when i started playing i didn't i i left right when factions started i didn't i i just didn't get into it wasn't my cup of tea and so i stopped playing the game for a couple of years came back in and joined a faction who was great they were they, they were the wrestle mafia faction which is not associated with us but um they were they were fantastic wonderful faction helped me out so much and then i had some personal stuff go on so i had to take a break so i i stopped playing for a little bit and when i when i came back in uh, I, I didn't really want to join Wrestle Mafia right away because I wasn't sure I could do their minimums and their requ requirements. They're so, still they're still a current I mean, faction, right? I mean, Wrestle Mafia is still around. Wrestle Mafia is a current faction. Wrestle yeah. Mafia icons, unfortunately, um, R.I.P. This month they they went and uh, I'm sure there'll be some incarnation of them again, but yeah, for right cool. now they. Well, we don't want to um, spill the tea. We got in trouble. We got in trouble talking about <laughs> disband factions. We got a lot of heat from talking about factions that had broken up and why they broke. We will not. We will not uh, go there again. I, I had to issue a formal retraction. This. So I mean, we won't be doing that. <laughs> I know nothing about this except from what I have seen on other other servers and Facebook and stuff. Is that that the Wrestle Mafia icons are not actively playing at the moment, but Wrestle Mafia is, and they are fantastic, and I love awesome. those guys. Um, and so because I didn't want to go right back to them and and not be able to help, I went into a uh, sub top one hundred faction just to get some ring rust off, and uh you know, get back into the game, make sure that it was something that I wanted to keep playing or if it was something that I was just going to use as a time passer. Anyway, so I joined the faction and I, I I started playing Feud and I was suddenly playing like I knew how to play the game and it was it was crazy. It was fun. And so I credit Wrestle Mafia a lot to that because they did teach me a lot more than I actually thought I learned. And um. I, I joined their Discord server at the time, wasn't very full. It had maybe 20 something members in it at most, and they weren't very active. But I was taught when you play the game, you play the game with Discord because you need a chat app to be able to talk to your people. So 
Um, anyway, joined that faction's Discord, got promoted up to a co-leader. I don't know how, I don't know why. It was just something that was done. One day I opened up my I opened up my app and there it was. I was a co-leader of this sub 100 faction and everybody in there was like, hey, let's try to be a top 100 faction and do what we can. Let's push and push. And so I'm like, okay, let's push and push then. We'll try. I, I'm i I'm down to help. Um, met a couple of great people in there. One of them is our co-leader of Toxic Mafia right now. Actually, all of them are co-leaders of Toxic Mafia that, uh, that I met. And just didn't want to go back to Wrestle Mafia because we were having a lot of fun playing the game with the people that were in there. And then I woke up one morning and I was kicked. We, <laughs> I guess we uh, we promoted somebody to officer who wasn't ready to be promoted to officer according to our leader. There's confusion over whether or not that was true or not. I I really it's not worth rehashing it's been well over a year yeah yeah but, yeah yeah but let me let me just let me just interrupt for one thing um so 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 you so you got a boot you woke up and i actually see that on facebook a lot people say hey i'm looking for a faction i woke up i got kicked from mine um were you the only person that got kicked from that faction no, um, it, my my uh, my Jekyll, the guy who was one of our co-leaders, was also kicked from the faction, as was the guy who was promoted to officer. He was he was kicked as well. And but we were not kicked from Discord. So we were all there on the Discord app in the morning. Going, what do we do? So <laughs> uh That is so. I'm sorry. I'm I'm losing my my train of thought right now. So why don't we go ahead and ask more questions and then I'll, <laughs> I'll get back to that sorry. in just a second. Lee, you got something for us? Well, yeah. I, I mean, we've talked about uh, you know just a little bit about the factions breaking up and and what happens with those. I, I was blissfully unaware of all these things when I uh, came to uh, Toxic Mafia from the Black Pearl. Uh, all all I knew was this was a top. 40 faction uh you know that we were going to be chasing uh not just some rewards but also have that family that uh engaging culture uh you know which i think uh shout out to, to you we talked uh last week with with mike fish about how the culture of the black pearl is far and away you know one of the best in the game and very 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 much so with toxic mafia i can't speak to our other two factions uh in there but they're in the same discord group so it's kind of similar there uh but yeah it's just such a great culture and since uh the last few events we've gone from top 40 to at one point we were number two for like a whole day <laughs> on one of the events uh, <laughs> so we're in the top 10s top 20s so my big question uh to, to that side of things schmike is what does it take to run not just one top level faction but also a family of factions that are all in the top 100. You know, that seems like a big undertaking, but are you the pallbearer that can do it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I probably am not, but, oh, but you but, are doing it. So <laughs> I sure try. I really do. Um, I, it takes, it takes a team though. It really does. And that is, 
that is part of what happened when we did get all kicked from our faction we needed to find a new place to go and it rather than just start something up from scratch we were given the opportunity to move into toxic mafia which already existed had been there for a while and so i think that helped it, it, it we had that core come with us so the co-leaders that were there in that faction all said you know what we want to we want to run with you guys um we want to do this and so it it's not just me and that and that's the thing in order to in order to do this it takes a whole team to do it you have to have people willing to help and willing to play the game and how do you want to play the game because there's so many different ways to play this game um you guys talked to to captain jack last week and he uses line and he's in a they they don't play as competitive but they play together and that is a huge deal is being able to play the game together yep yep so from your side i know you've you said you you gave some hints to it right there you've got officers you've got co-leaders you've got people who are helping manage on discord you know etc etc give just a you know a two minute whatever it looks like overview of what what are the nuts and bolts of running let's just start with a faction and you know then maybe expand out to that so if there's somebody who wants to start a faction they're like oh this is going to be easy i'll just put something out there and everybody will join and it'll be the last thing i do and we'll all play together like you know what's reality look like reality is that it is not that easy but we see it every day when you look into global chat when you look onto facebook you see people recruiting all the time come join my brand new faction come join this the way that they set the game up you can't now six years later at least it's very hard to start up a faction and then get it tiered up to where you're getting all the faction quests and expeditions and the, the the faction coins that you can use to buy boss breakers and you can use to buy different things in that faction shop you have to get the faction tiered up to do that and so starting at zero it's gonna take a while we we were lucky enough when we inherited toxic mafia we were already tier 80 84 somewhere so we had all four of our expeditions opened already we had everything ready to go it was it, it was it was awesome now the only thing we needed to do was take it up which at the time when we got it it was ranked 320 and so mm. to see us up there 300 points higher um is just it's kind of overwhelming sometimes really amazing and we have awesome awesome people helping us and playing the game with us and it's it, it's really cool so what was it then that took the faction from a dead uh you know in the water not really doing much very few people in it to 320 when you found it and now top 20 in certain events you know top 40 always but top 20 in certain events it took patience. That's it, that you see it going on. If you're if you pay attention, you see it going on. Um, join us now. We're gonna shoot for the moon. We're gonna get there fast. We see the sun and we're reaching for it. And we don't have <laughs> we don't have an Icarus mentality. So this um 
I do see those ads actually. I see them from the same person consistently, but with different. Typically, he's in different factions, um, but it's always the same guy resurrecting a previous top ten faction. Join us now, two percent minimums, no inactives, and then the next week, month, however long, it's he's doing it right over again with a new poster, new faction. How, how does he keep getting into these old factions? Like how who is letting Casey Platinum in? Uh, to do this over and over and over. So just real quick, I don't know Casey Platinum. He's just digging. He's just he's just trolling. Here's to you, Casey. Here's to you and your in your quest to be at the top of the uh, top of the mountain. Well, drinks to you, Casey. But if it's if I if I'm if I'm right, he's been there before. So he and. Re- recruiter love to recruiter love. I see. I, I got. I got to give him some for sure. Some props. Just the like dude I is active. Give, He's active. Yeah. You got to give on some to level. That, it is hard to recruit like that, and that you've got to be able to just when you're when you're looking for people, you either you either have the mentality where you you'll take anybody and give them a shot. Or you look for a specific vibe of personality, and I think you guys you guys had Harden, a guy from Hard Insurgency on a couple weeks prior, a few weeks back, and oh yeah, that... Jack, yeah, it seems like like Hard Insurgency is one faction that I really like, and yeah. I pay attention to all of the factions. So um, they are kind of on their own island, and they do their own thing, and they have fun. And I have never heard anyone say, oh, Heart Insurgency kicked me. That's the, for, for not doing this or not doing that. You don't hear that from them. So kudos to that group. And Casey Platinum is just another guy, Russ. He, he's he's got he's he's got a hard thing to do because the recruitment pool gets thin yeah. at times. And when you're trying to build up these factions and you and you really want that. You don't even want the top 100 rewards as much as you want the bragging rights of being in a top 100 faction. It's I just want the rewards, honestly. I, want the I just want. That's I, like. I just want the. Re- I don't care about the numbers. I just want to yeah. open my locker and have good stuff. <laughs> but that's probably funny. the difference. That's probably it, the difference it, between Casey and I. And let me just say, pause. I know someone out there is going to send this to Casey Platinum today and go, "Those dudes are talking about you." I hope you feel like we're talking respectfully about you, but also Casey, if this gets back to you, we'd love to have you on the show. Come on, come tell your story, man. Be a guest on uh, champion chat. We'd love to hear from you. That would be awesome. <laughs> nice. But no, I've, I've got, I've got love for anybody that can recruit for this. Cause it's like, like I was saying before, this is a hard thing to do. It's not as easy as everybody thinks it is. You look at it out there and you see, you see the, when you go on global chat and you look at the factions, which is what I do, I go in and I look and I try to find, I try to keep and keep my head over which factions are joining, joining what, who's joining, which factions, where are they going, where are they placing? And, uh, you see them all the time. They're, hey, come join this, come join this, come join this. And it's just global chat isn't there to chat anymore. It's there uh-huh. to 
post your faction and hope that people click join and tag servers the theory the theory that somehow is it's a theory right or is it really real that you can oh it's a theory (laughs) beef stick spicy beef stick spicy spicy they're gonna tag that server and that suddenly your entire faction is going to pull Ministry of Darkness Undertaker today simultaneously. Right. Haven't seen it work yet. I mean, maybe. Maybe it works. I don't know. Does it work? I don't you know. Do I, so w- w- we need to get this over to DJ Anon ZT because he's the, the Pulse champion. He's the only person I know that has the channel where literally every week they're doing four, five, six hundred $600 worth of pulls. Like, they could test this better than than others, but... I just got to say, uh, Mike, you, you probably were really good at general manager mode on SmackDown. My light went off. <laughs> <laughs> the Undertaker! I'm back! <laughs> Whenever your light goes off, I always, already. I always think you're going to do some cane pyrotechnics to come back on screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. That's <laughs> annoying for the audio listeners especially, but uh, Mike, uh, general manager, but you seem to have a good handle on who's doing what, who's going where. One of the things that when we were in the Pearl, um, we heard, you know, a lot of people there from former top factions that basically said like, man, you know, the requirements were always so huge. People were getting kicked over this, over that, over nothing. And so there was like this, like, oh, nervousness about going into a top faction because, oh man, what if, uh, well, you, you guys were all there. The first uh, feud that I was in there, I was like, oh my gosh, what if I don't post numbers? And I think it was Legend Hunter said, hey, run with me the whole night. We'll, we'll be good, right? And it was fine. And then every other feud since, mm. you know, I've, I've maxed and then some, it's not a big deal. It was easy. But but there was that like, oh man, what if I what if I do the wrong thing and I get kicked instantly? Listen to this so whale. Culture you oh, build. every other every other feud I've maxed and I've got 175 million. <laughs> oh, you know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. no, no, Come that's on BDC. Now. I, Come I on. No. Actually, he's six. We're gonna have BDC on to talk about feud because he does six hundred million a feud. I'm happy to hit my fifty and or the way some of you guys talk about the game so nonchalant. You talk about it as if that's a normative experience when some of us are still trying to get their Undertaker promoter unlocked so that they could get a feud. Oh come on, man! Anyway, just know just know (laughs) that if you're out there and you're in the sub fifty million club, I see that hand. I feel that pain. <laughs> that, that's me. Depending on the weekend, I, I, I'll, I'll max what I can max. But it, it sometimes it gets a little hard, especially when you know you got a bunch of people DMing you. Hey, I need help here. This is going on here. It, it gets difficult. But yeah, you can do it, Rusty. We have faith in you. And now my, my scores have gone way up. My scores have gone way up because I've, I've, I've learned how to feud better. We're going to be doing an episode on feud in the coming weeks and it's going to be probably our most popular episode ever i'm going to already bill it as that let me say this schmike like for the people out there that wonder what it's like to run a faction or to run three uh, uh oversee three fa- i've actually had to ask schmike dm uh to close discord because it was bl- maybe you heard earlier in the episode discord just <laughs> blowing up in the background imagine that being your normal experience all day, every day. You 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 need to you need to you need to think that through. If you're out there wondering, am I ready to lead a faction? Am I ready to lead? Am I ready to merge and make a faction family? 
You know, like expect to hear Discord go bloop, 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 bloop. And, and to, for you to be the guy, everyone brings every problem to. Everyone yep. brings every complaint to. Everyone brings every uh, discrepancy of opinion to. You need to, and is this, I mean, am I just, uh, am I, am I off here, Schmike, or is this what part of, part of the gig? Oh, it's a big part of it. Yeah. It's a, it's a huge part of it. It happens more than, more than anybody actually says it does because you don't want morale to go down at all. So you, when, when there's, when there's something going on in the background, you find your circle, you go to your circle and you talk to that circle of people to try to come up with a solution for it and again that's you guys keep saying overseeing three factions which sure i do to a point but each of the factions is run by different people and it is absolutely the group of people that make it work way more than it's just me i'm just the guy that you see my face. Yeah, I'm, I'm the one that talks. I'm I'm the guy that will answer the DMs, but I'm not the guy that makes all the decisions. I go to a group for that, just like any other, I think, good leadership team should. And Let me ask you this. Does it feel, and I know Lee's got some questions prepared too, but like, does it feel more like you're the HR department or more like you're the CEO when you're leading that many people in a faction? Both. Um, that is a really hard question to answer. It, it feels like both at the same time. It's like if you had the CEO who was also the head of the HR department. Because I think so, of you as kind of our Toby Flenderson on some level. Dang, you beat me to it. I was about to say, so you're David Wallace and you're Toby Flenderson. He's, he's the love child of David and Toby. Sorry, Lee, to steal your thunder. Go ahead. No, you just got there first. The, the office references flow between us. So anyway. <laughs> no, Schmike, yeah, why are I, you why are you the way you are, Schmike? Why uh why are, that's the probably, question. Mike, Michael Scott asked Toby. Years of oh, why, are you, mind, why are you? Why are you the way you are? The, yeah, this is transition to a new question. No, no, that was just an office reference. That was not psychotherapy. So let me. I'm gonna go to mute. I'm sure there's something to do with my parents in there mixed in. There's. <laughs> I was born a child of. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not gonna. But again, it's been weeks since I've seen my therapist. So if you've got questions, come come at me. We we can talk. <laughs> Oh, no, this is great. I mean, like, I think this gives people an insight into running, like, you know, even the way, way to go, Rusty, turning the Discord beeps from chicken crap to chicken salad. Good job there. Yeah. Uh, but that is a good, like, yeah, that, that beeping, that constant, that whatever. So one of the things that I think that toxic mafia family where let's just, it, we're, we're in mafia language, right? You've got the mafia, you got, you got the family, you get the family who are helping you. You're the Don. Um, but when there is somebody who's not hitting, because we don't have extreme requirements, even for being in the top, whatever of, of a lot of things, it's just, you know, you're an adult, get it done. But there are times where somebody's just not doing much and, and you tend to, or they're, maybe they're struggling in toxic mafia because we're playing at a higher level. You tend to do a really good job of, instead of just saying you're gone, cast away, be gone. Uh, but sending them, you know, personal conversation to say, Hey, is this the right fit for you? What, what if you kind of helped uh, 
build your your roster over in in one of the other fat you know etc so talk to us just a little bit about what does that look like what does it look like to kind of manage who goes where for the good of the team and for their good because i think that's the piece that a lot of faction leaders miss it's just you're not hitting our requirements get the away and you're like hey for the good of everybody let's make this a win 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 that is yeah you've actually helped me get my train of thought back from when i lost it earlier but that is that is kind of what we do when we came over to Toxic Mafia. Um, Mafia City actually was the faction that said, "Hey, you guys, th this this used to be the take over Toxic Mafia. This used to be our feeder faction. It was a faction that Abs, who is one of our co-leaders, actually started on her own and then gave up to somebody else as she went off to go find other things to do um, and other other people to meet and." So we we ended up getting into Toxic Mafia, and now we've got this issue. When we all got there, we said, we don't want to have requirements. We don't want to have, we don't want to force people to have a minimum. And that's something that we really, really try to stick to. And I know that it gets it gets hard, and... I know that minimums are what everybody understands in the game because you, again, you see that on recruiting posters all the time. 1% minimum, 0.5% minimum means that you just want to play a little more casually or whatever, but no minimums. That's kind of our mantra. We do not force you to hit a number. That's, and, 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 all three factions do that, and that's what I love. We don't force you to hit a number. We don't want you to play more than you want to play. We want to control burnout as much as we possibly can. And so that's that's the goal. And then it just turns out that when you don't force people to hit a minimum and you find the right group of people, they just want to play. And then it's almost like you don't have to do anything. I, so yes, I have to answer DMs, and yes, I get people that are upset, and yes, there are there are things like that. But at the end of the day, we have almost three hundred people that really just want to play. Some have more time to play than others, and that's where we that's when we opened up Super Mafia Bros. Is we were realizing as we got into the top 80, top 70, 60, that some people were coming in and they had more time to play than others. And it's not that they didn't, not that we didn't like them or we wanted them to leave. We never wanted anybody to leave. We enjoy the group of people that we talk to on Discord. That's where the fun of the game is for us. And so we, uh, we open up Super Mafia Bros and we said, hey, why don't you guys go here? You can play even more casually with even less worry because yes, no mm. minimums, but we also have help the faction as one of our mm -hmm. rules. And so if you're not helping the team push up, then we have to move you somewhere else because that that's part of the game as well is the bragging rights and I guess the rewards to you guys, but <laughs> <laughs> three on the enneagram right here that's what i play yes. well and let me ask you i mean maybe i'm i'm maybe i'm splitting hairs here but i've you know i i've been in the faction for some time now and i've i've i would agree 
the men, the minimums are, are loose and fairly negotiable at times. Um, and I, I agree that we're, we're looking more at activity and engagement. Um, but, but I would say, I'd say this, um, I've never felt like we do, you know, quote movements. I've never felt like we have a call up, send down culture. Um, and so, so maybe the outside listener would think like, oh, okay. They're just using nice words to say demotion, promotion, but like, so how, so how, how are you, I guess, how do you have those conversations with people in the faction to where they still feel valued to where they still feel like, oh, this is a good idea. This is a, a win, you know, amicably. How do you like, that seems like a master craft if you're able to do that without people just quote, taking their ball and going home. Right. We've been hit with that a lot too. Um, because we've been next month will be one year at toxic mafia. So we have been hit with that question a lot. It's you have to, we get a lot of people that are like, Hey, I, I, I need a top faction. I want a top faction. Then, okay. You have to play like you're in a top faction if you want to be a top faction. And so sometimes you just have to tell people that it's, you know, you we're playing, it's different play styles. We're playing a different game than you are, even though we're all crushing gems together, we're all doing the same things. We're, we have guys that will hit 600 million in a few. And so if you're bringing in 2 million, 5 million consistently, you're not helping the guy that's working as that. It's And we don't want everybody hitting 600 million. God, no, that's just not us. But it's if you can't do it, you need to work on your roster so that you can. And that's when we say, hey, you know, we're we're punching up here. We're we're getting into the top 20, into the top 30, and we're seeing a lot more six-star silver wrestlers than right. we were uh when we were top 80. And so maybe if you go to top 80 and you play there, you will be able to hit more a, a higher feud score. And that was our that was the, that was a theory at one point that we have actually found proven true when right. we when we send people into the different factions and they're playing the, you're always going to run into a six star silver in this meta right now they're going to be there but they're not there as much in the in the lesser in the like 90s 100s below 100s they don't come into play as high yet. I noticed I just to uh, maybe even um, add to what you're saying is I noticed there was a very active member of our faction that really had not come into the six star meta. He was behind. He had a great five star gold roster and his first few feuds, I think, were just humiliating because he couldn't he couldn't get a win. And it's like he he was he was capped essentially. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and you know, obviously eliminating names to preserve their, their, um, and it's like, I just remember thinking and even having some conversation with that person is like, until you're ready, like you're, 
this is what the opponent is always going to look like across from you in a feud at this level of faction. And so you need to go in a faction that's feuding still in the five-star meta and until and you're ready. Um, and man, I think that person was, was, was really um, sad about it. I think they were, I think they acknowledged it, but they were very sad that that was the reality that the game had kind of passed them by in some, in some regards and that they needed to catch up. Um, and so it wasn't yeah. a movement or even a sin down more of a suggestion and more of a, a, a reality check of like, you're going to keep, you're going to keep getting all X's and feud if you're, Five star right. gold's all you got. So, and how annoying would that be if you are that person to say, "Oh man, I am in this great faction now." They're not like threatening my life if I don't hit this number and stuff like that. But I internally just feel I can't, I can't live up. I can't do that. Right. You know, it puts a lot of that self uh, self talk against them. And you know, like I say, that's where I've appreciated having the three factions, not as a okay, you get down to this faction or you go up to that faction, but it's like, hey, what level do you want to play at? And that's exactly what Schmike was saying. What level do you want to play at? Because some people want to play in the top 1% and they want to be spending and they want to hit every single faction reward 100%. They want to do a billion war score. Okay, like that's that's awesome. Like you want to play that level, here's where you need to be, right? You need to be in that faction. Some people are just like, hey, I want to log on and do a million in feud. You know, I want to I want to get a couple rewards and call it good. Well, that's that's awesome for you, you know, but you need right. to be in a faction that that really helps you get that and isn't going to be threatening your life. And you're not going to feel like you're bringing the whole boat down, you know? I think if I, if I could summarize a little bit of what you guys are both saying is that it takes a high level of self-awareness both as a long-term player of this game and as a prospective leader, faction leader of this game. And if you don't know yourself, um, like realistically, some of us see ourselves through rose-colored glasses and we think we're a little better than we are. Like maybe ask people around you, do you think I'm ready to lead a faction? Like ask current faction mates that you trust and know do you think i'm ready to move up to a higher faction do you think i'm ready to lead a faction um it would be amazing to just if you had the humility to entertain their responses and i've known lee over a decade now and if i were to ask lee hey lee do you think i'm ready to lead a faction like with assurance he would say no he would, he would say, dude, you are so much fun to be around, but like, no, no, you would fly off the handle. You would um, be a, a nervous wreck. You would, you would take it home with you at night. It would keep you up at night. You would be a mess, bro. And because I'm your friend, the answer is no, don't do it. Keep, keep, you know, making people laugh on the podcast and keep trying to reach those the best uh, uh, you know goals you can with your roster, but no, do not try to lead a hundred people. That's, be that be a good accurately. officer, Rusty. Be be right. a good yeah officer. Exactly. You, you don't want to be, and we're not we're not calling out any names or or shared history on this podcast. You don't 
you don't want to be the faction that wakes up one day and 99 members of the roster have been kicked out because somebody got upset, right? Dude, I would do it. I would nuke them. You would like, go if there. I got upset. You know what I would do? This is, this is what I would do. I actually heard this happening once and I'll, I'll tell this story. I would wait until the like moments before the final milestone was reached oh of like a really important event. And then the second we hit that last milestone, I would boot 99 people in the faction. That's what I would do. If they upset me, um, can you imagine? Like that, that's a true story. Like names withheld to protect the innocent, but like that actually happened in this game during a kickoff event when they hit milestone 10, that leader went nuke city and kicked the faction. And I and I'd probably do it because I'm too thin-skinned, because I let people get under my skin, right? And so I don't need to be a leader. It's also the reason I, I'm not a big weapons guy. I don't carry around weapons with me because I'm too thin-skinned. I don't need to be armed and dangerous, you know? I need I need patience and self-control. I need other people telling me how to proceed. Um, Schmike, back to you. Just Sorry. FYI, though, that, that, that leader that you're talking about <laughs> is back in the top 80 again. And so that that true story that you're saying, I don't know who this, that leader is, is for the record. I don't know what faction or what leader that is. I've that, only heard the story as the legend goes. Okay. <laughs> I have and, and I have no reason to give names or tell anything. I just I happen to know who that leader is. Oh man. And that leader is in the top 80 again. And that leader has now been in the top 100 three separate times with three separate uh groups and so kudos to them for being able to recruit the way they can because that's talent that is it, it's like maybe it's a really use, maybe it's a really cute girl use your powers for good or evil and <laughs> like that is that coming from somebody that is constantly looking for people to bring into different factions that's a that's a great trait to be able to do that so Mike, have you ever considered to... nuking us just going all 99 kicked? <laughs> no, no, no. Why just, why just one or two 99? of us? Why kick project. 99 when you can just kick one? Don't kick yourself. <laughs> remove yourself. <laughs> I've just removed myself. You I, wake can, up I can end this whole experiment gone. right now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, speaking of that, before we uh, hit some other stuff, Mike, I I gave Mike Fish a chance to do the recruiting spiel. I said, Hey, in like 30 (laughs) seconds to a couple of minutes, you know, two minutes, you got three factions to promote real quick. Take, take 30 to a two minute stretch and just say, say what you need to say to bring people in. Give us your elevator pitch. 30 seconds to two minutes. Apparently you guys know that I'm wordy. So that's why I get, I get a little bit more time. Um, I, that, that's the thing though, is we, we don't heavily recruit. So we are, we are a great group of people. We have so many awesome, awesome members in our, in our discord. Um, I couldn't tell you I, it would take it would take more than two minutes to list all of the awesome co-leaders, officers, enforcers in just Toxic Mafia, let alone Mafia City and Super Mafia Bros. Everybody working in there wants to be in the top 100. They want to play competitively. We don't 
we don't have a we don't have a super casual like we just we we don't care where we place kind of attitude in any in, in any of them anymore so if you are looking to play and you're not quite sure where you want to be discord um right there yeah discord uh add me we can talk and if our factions aren't right for you i will absolutely help you find another faction that is i awesome. i in like like you said franchise mode i that's how i played sports games i i never really got i never really played the sports games out like the full games i was trading players i was making deals i was signing free agents that that was the that that's the fun to me like a boss and so I enjoy getting to know all of the faction leaders from all of the factions. I enjoy talking to everybody. I've I've had a great experience with that part of the game. So if you want to play in our group, if you if you fit the vibe, if you think we're the right vibe for you for crying out loud, we might not fit what you want in the game, and that's fine too. Um contact me on Discord and we'll we'll find you a place one way or the other. And that's about the best I can do for recruiting. If you're willing awesome. to have every WWE TV event spoiled with the with the announcement of The Rock. Oh my gosh, The Rock! It's The Rock! Yeah, it's, it's, it's no longer even spoiled. It's just The Rock. The at Rock every is a, he's event. everywhere. This writer strike has gotten to The Rock. He's on every <laughs> WWE show from now on. Oh. Well, Schmike, you mentioned something, uh, or Rusty, why don't you mention about like the level you're playing at, trying to, to level up. You know, one of the big, uh, I'm going to call it a clog, uh, a clog in the game oh. is we don't have enough. That's a TP, dad joke. Right? That's a dad joke, isn't it? Oh, oh it's going to get better. Uh, oh, Lord. At, at this event, we had the son of a plumber, and he came in and unclogged the TP for the all son of, of a us. plumber, the Dusty Rhodes. But it's about oh, to go away, I hear. So what do we think about the newest Scopely glitch and okay. how it's being handled? So we're shifting gears now. We're starting our MLC update. We're in the uh, Feel the Heat MLC. Is that what it's called? Feel the Heat? Turn up the heat? The hot yeah. heat? The Thanksgiving November MLC. Um, so we've got a few things to talk about. And Lee has right gone right to TP gate. Um, I went right for the toilet. Well... <laughs> Okay, so um, so yesterday in the game, if you, I mean, I'm sure you're well aware, you know, level three of normal mode of the Trial Dusty Tour, um, there were 500 bags of 500 TP launched as the reward for beating that node. And um, word quickly traveled, right? Somebody was saying they were on a, another content creator stream, and it um and it went you know basically said you need to play the game right now uh hey check this out anyway word travels fast as it does everywhere when something good happens and so people were getting about 50,000 40 to 50,000 tp per color um and it everyone felt really really good right um it feels good to get things um as you do when your toilet's unclogged you feel it feels better. When you get that sweet release, it feels really, really good, right? And yet, um, it feels really bad when things are taken from you. And for some reason, um, 
I, I don't know. And I don't, I'm not on, I'm not on the leadership forums, but rumors began to circulate. They're letting us keep it. They're, they're just going to let us keep it. This is awesome. You know, kind of early afternoon, the word on the street, right, was that uh, the word on Sesame Street was that they're Scopely's going to let us keep the TP. No big deal. It's fair to everyone. Um, and then, and the, towards the evening hour, uh, evening hours, the narrative was changing. Rumors of no, they've decided to take it back. And then there was an in-game message saying. Yes, we are, in fact, going to take back the majority of that. Uh, and let me ask you, if you work for Scopely, if you lead a faction, if you're a developer, if you're one of these people, we, we've we've heard that some of y'all listen on occasion. Let me ask you that. What do you gain from taking it back? Like, help us understand what you gain, because the community deserves to understand the why behind your what um it, it, to receive something in the game makes the community feel really good um to be taken from on any level makes the community feel bad this is basic humanity 101 right it feels good to get it feels bad to lose right and so i'm i'm asking any representative, any person who can uh, hear this and actually issue an authoritative response, just help us understand why. Because sometimes using the word fairness feels very unfair or fair to some and unfair to others, um, especially when they play the game, they um, claim the reward and then begin to spin the reward as if it's theirs, because there's no indication that this was not intentional, right? Some people could have played that level and gone, wow, those are, wow, those are really nice rewards, or not even noticed the level of reward. And then as boss battle drew near, say, well, I better push up this um, superstar for tonight's boss battle, right? So you give... Makes the community feel good. You take, makes the community feel bad. You um you don't explain the why. And um situational ethics seem to be a challenge um often in this game. So I here's my plea. I know this feels a little like a rant, but here's my plea. Once it's in the player's inventory, do not touch it. Just don't touch it. If something happens and you give, and even at the cost of, of the, remember, this is digital currency. This is digital currency. So it it literally, it costs you nothing, nothing to be digitally generous. And in a world now of NFTs, where people can own proprietary things digitally, once it's in their inventory, they feel an ownership over it. And when you take it, reclaim it, recant the offer, it's as if you've taken from them and it feels very personal and very emotional. And so for the sake of fairness, once it's in a player's inventory, do not touch it because that was on you. That was your choice. That was your devs that did that. 
If they fat finger the key and add an extra zero, shrug your shoulders and say, oh, well, we're going to keep playing this game. And the only thing it's going to do is make the community feel good and want to play it more. Back to you, Lee. Rusty, could you tell me how you really feel? I, I just, I, I felt like you were being very cautious with your words there. <laughs> for, those, for those of you on video, you could see my face got redder and redder and redder during that monologue. I and that. I was just like, I'm going to keep it PG, but holy cow, once it's in my <laughs> inbox, do not touch it. Because now you're you taking from me. Now you're taking from me. So I thought about this. In fact, <clears throat> we could talk about our, strategies uh I, I obviously heard the call and went oh okay yeah i gotta go gotta go do that but anytime something like this happens i think of scopely's track record which unfortunately has been mixed uh some events like in fairness to all we're putting this offer back up everybody can get it move on with life sometimes and uh the one that came to mind most pressingly uh, that we still don't know if uh you know if you're in the future you've already seen it happen you can put in the comments section uh for us to to know but one of the events when this something like this happened they not only took back they also reset every character that was upgraded during that time frame and the people who spent tokens on those characters lost those tokens they didn't reset them so for example i personally did not open the bags. I have 501 TP bags because I got another 500 bags somewhere else sitting in my inventory. I didn't touch them. If they need to reclaim those, life's good. I, I didn't gain anything. I didn't lose anything. However, if in fairness to the community, the X-Pac that I took six silver during boss battle, the uh, Snoop Hall of Fame that I took six bronze, the honky tonk man that I took five star gold just to hit those requirements. If they were to say, in fairness to the community, we're resetting all of these and I did it the right way, so to speak, in their eyes. Uh, and then I was punished. Now, now I would be pretty salty because I don't have more tokens to take X-Pac up again. Uh, I would have to use the rewards that I get from maxing boss battle, which I, we did, you know, it was great. Uh, to then reclaim rewards that I would have already had and used rightly. So I just don't know how they do this well. Um, I know some people across the community have said, okay, the path forward is go spend all of your TP that you just got as quickly as possible. They can't take it back. Maybe. But what if they do like they did before and reset everyone and then you've lost not only that TP, but also the levels. Now you're talking something that I can get heated about with you. Catastrophic. Because when the, the results yeah. would be catastrophic. Well, they've done it before and they survived. And that would be the logic is, hey, we've, we've been down this path. People will survive. On the flip side of that, it does create an economy issue because for uh, the player base to feel rewarded, there has to be a shortage. We've talked about this before, right? It was the Peter Petrelli principle from Heroes. Season one, he had limitations and he was extremely interesting. By season four, he was just whatever he needed to be and you just didn't care if that character even existed. So the reason you care about TP is because you want to have enough of it, but you're not so flowing with it that you could just do whatever you want and you never even think about it again, right? In fact, on Merrick's stream about six months ago, one of the top players in the game was talking about how 
he was thinking about quitting the game for this very reason, because nothing was hard anymore. He was always going to get every single character that came out every weekend. He was going to get every single plate that came out because they often give him as the top faction reward. He was going to get every single reward that came out period. And that is the normative expectation for that player. And now the game is not fun. There's no challenge. There's no whatever. So they would have an economy problem on their hands, but taking it all away is only one of the options on the table. Yeah. And and I agree with you, but let me respond by saying this. I think we've been operating uh, under an, an inflation economy, if you will. I think the cost of living changed with the six star meta. And I think a good number of players has been left behind, especially like the player I mentioned earlier that's stuck at the five star gold Mark, right. he's really not advancing in the game. That player is going to have to decide, right. do I stick with it or has the game passed me by and I just quit? So if the, if the, if the slots are too tight, if you will, right. Um, right. you also run the risk of attrition and people saying, well, I'm not a whale. I don't spend. I, I like that. And I just, I just can't play this game. This game only caters to the top people who have the top superstars. And so, because I don't have, you know, 50,000 TP to bring up, um, uh, you know, my female roster, if you will, then I, then I do better just check out. So like, I'm not yeah. sure they're calculating. Um, like it's almost like they need, uh, one of those risk, risk management, uh, people called that they do calculations, you know, there's a name for actuary. Those. Yeah. They need an actuary to say, if you do this, okay, you might upset some, but here's here's the projected rate of like that we think is going to be actually attrition from the game. You're going to lose. You're going to lose X percentage of players because if you were a free to play player, you literally could have just joined the next tier of the game. If you're already at S tier roster, if you're already at A tier roster, if you're already at top 100. Um, competitive roster, okay, that might not have mattered. It's a drop in the ocean. But if you're not, how many players did we just lose from joining the ranks of those factions? How many players now have the lid placed back on them? I, that, yeah. That's my thought, right? Is yeah, right. at the end of the day, I'm not going to cry losing the TP because I'm I I have a surplus. But I am worried. What if they get the calculation wrong? And they take too and much take from me more and yeah. because, because that number, I, what if it's not div divisible by six? And what if my, they, what if I, I really need black TP or purple. And what if they take way too much of that and leave me with a surplus right. of a color I don't need like red. And then, and then, and then what, what, how are they going right. to do this accurately? Right. Yeah. And, and considering the fact that it was a screw up that caused, this how do we prepare ourselves if the screw up goes the other way and you're you're right because they did say in fairness they did say they're going to leave everyone with twenty five thousand tp so four or five thousand tp of each color roughly and maybe the way that they're doing that is so that if you did burn through a ton what's the likelihood that most of the community burned through over twenty five thousand tp i would say it's probably small there's probably a number of people out there with piracy in their blood like our you know, our, our roots and they just blew it all as quick as they could to keep the players it. that had nothing to lose, spin it all. Right. The players, yep. the players that have small rosters, 
absolutely spend it all. Um, because yep. what are they going to do? Are they going to get negative a deficit of TP? Are they going to have to rebuild 50,000 red to start over at zero red? Uh, how, how would they charge the, anyway, I don't, I don't yeah. know. I, I'm getting worked up. I'll stop. <laughs> no, you're good. But a bit, this is a good living example of how something like this, you, you, when you're just in front of a screen and it's just ones and zeros and you said fat fingered the one and you fat fingered the other way. It's like, oh, well, whatever. We just moved a decimal point. But but this is the way it actually has human impact on the player. And you're right. We need to be building goodwill. So is keeping 25,000 TP, is that good enough, Will? Uh, it, it's at least something, right? I, we don't know what they were originally trying to do instead of 500 bags. Was it 50 bags? You know, They said it was a 1,600% increase over what they were originally trying to do so that's what 16 times what they were supposed to so who cares like that's the thing is like okay if i if i um am running a business right and i and i put out free donuts right for my customers and 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 i tell my employee Listen, as long as customers keep coming in, just keep giving them free donuts, right? And then a line forms out the door and everyone wants a free donut. And I've already advertised free donuts, right? And there's all these people are coming and and suddenly I didn't I didn't forecast, right? This is unforeseen, but this is how capitalism works. This is how ethical businesses take it on the chin at a loss to themselves to maintain a positive reputation with their customer base. And so if it costs me $5,000 of free donuts that I never intended to give away, but suddenly hundreds and hundreds of people know about my business and are excited about my business, I have to chalk it up and say, you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it because it's 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 community relations. It's positive. Um, it's a tax write-off. Or Write that thing off, Scopely right? Or do something. Uh, it's crazy to me. You'd want people to yeah. feel good about your product uh, rather than like, listen to the voice of a few that say they didn't, they don't deserve it. They didn't earn it. Right. Um, that's crazy. That's crazy. And it's that's, crazy. Cla- that's class warfare. That's pitting socioeconomic <laughs> groups against one another. So here's a solution. Last last week we spun off uh, a segment and we where we fixed Dodge for Scopely. Let me spin this one off to say, hey, we fixed this problem for you. Here here's my solution, right? Okay, you don't take away the TP. The problem that creates, right, is there's an economy issue. Everybody has too much TP. They're either going to have to raise the TP events, right, instead of being whatever it is right now. They're going to have to triple, quadruple, quintuple that event. So here's what you do instead. You create a we screwed up event where if you spend TP, you get some reward. And it doesn't have to be an insane amount of reward, but now you've got a lot of TP. Let's create a conversion program. So let's say like the all heart plate or you know, something that's older but is still super right. rare. And sheet everybody plate. would everybody wants a sheet plate. All heart, yeah, sheet, put a couple any of those. Them. Yeah. And and all you do is you spend TP, right? You spend you, you you don't even have to spend it like on your characters, right? You don't even invest it so that moves your roster. You actually trade that TP into this conversion program. And then, you know, at a certain point, the top reward is basically all of the bonus TP that you weren't supposed to get. 
and you get a chic plate or you get an all heart plate. You get something that yeah, or one straps, item or two metals, items that any of those things disproportionately have value. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Strap, straps and, you and didn't metals. punish the player. Right. And you know what I would love? Here's what I would love. If we're talking about fixing the problem for every 10,000 TP, you turn back in, you get 10 plate coins to where you can move a plate <laughs> from one belt to another, because that seems to be the most frustrating, short-sighted implementation in the game. So it's like, Hey, turn back in the TP. Yeah. 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 Turn back <laughs> in the TP and, and we'll let you move your plates around guys. Like people would, go. they would race to do that. They would race to yep. do it. Absolutely. Well, we, we went a little long in the tooth on that, but that's an important topic. And it's something that's, that's hitting. And we've talked scopely screw ups before, but sometimes their response is super generous and just right on point. Other times it's in the middle and we could all go, eh, I wish they'd have done it differently. And sometimes, sometimes they nerf it makes your Rusty's rocker face Sean. red. Sometimes they nerf your Nakamura and say, sucks to be you, pal. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Heyman. There it is. <laughs> well, so let's talk. <laughs> we're on the road to Survivor Series War Games coming up. And uh, this is this is iconically and historically one of the largest pay-per-views of the year. They used to call it the Big Four in the old days with like Rumble, WrestleMania, Survivor Series, and SummerSlam. So it's one of the pillars of WWF TV. And now the premium live event is coming in less than two weeks' time. And uh, the card is coming together, but so far only three matches have been announced. So we don't have to go into the Survivor Series card if you want. We can talk Road to Survivor Series, but really the question is this, what are you enjoying about WWE TV currently? Schmike, why don't you start us? We we went on a little uh, tirade together there for a bit. and uh, You know, you, you're the guest here. So what, what are you enjoying about WWE TV? That was a nice tirade. I, I enjoyed listening to it. Um, uh, WWE TV, I, I, I don't get to watch a lot of it. I do get to watch the the premium live events. I get to read the uh, I, I get to read the recaps for the most part on a lot of it, and then decide if I want to watch it or not. And so the only thing I really did enjoy was I heard that L.A. Knight uh, he called. He he called uh, Jimmy Uso Genetti Uso, and <laughs> I haven't heard that. That's incredible. I didn't hear that one either. That's amazing. I, I don't I don't know I don't know if he did that or if the recapper did that or whatnot, but somebody did that and I loved it. And so <laughs> that's that's my favorite thing going on right now. But I I get really excited about things like the Survivor Series and 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 yeah. the big. Like you said, Rusty, those are those are the ones that you really that they're my nostalgia. They're my childhood. So I yep. I look forward to that stuff. Um, I would say that that you're right. That is like definitely like right up the childhood. I have longed for Survivor Series to have an identity again um, by far yes. because it just hasn't for so long. Uh, and giving back war games. What do you so? What do you think, Schmike? The war games format versus uh the traditional survivor last survivor match where are you at on those i think we should do both i think there's room for both i think you can have your war games as your main event because war games is great it's 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 something fun it brings in from the other place 
It brings in some of the nostalgia from WCW that you don't get because they're now totally consumed by WWE. But um, you still need that. It, it, it was it was the, the whole idea of who the sole survivor was for each team back when I was younger. Um, who was who was gonna who was gonna win what? And you know, when when you had the Undertaker team up with the All American team, and and, and you're like, well, the Undertaker can't lose. But how's he get? How's he gonna be the survivor? What's gonna happen? And then you know you do the count out with Yokozuna, and they're both, they're they're both eliminated, and you're like, oh, that's oh, that's how they do it. Okay, um, I think there's room for both. I think you can have your traditional sole survivor matches. Do it for bragging rights, but in order to do that, you have to make the brands matter, which I think they're going in the right direction for. They're trying mm. at least. Got the GM thing going again and that's fun but make it mean something yeah that's good go ahead lee no 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 you're you're good i i was just saying uh for me brand warfare was never a key driver uh in fact i i really don't like that i loved it when it was like random characters got together and you know the Hulkamaniacs fought the Doink Express, and you're like, "What are these? Why are these guys together?" But it was just, it was fun. It was that random pairing, yeah. and and then you do have like Judgment Day and etc. But anyway, I, it yeah, was really was... fun. It was really fun when we were kids, and they were team captains, and they had to like assemble a team, right? Like DiBiase would assemble a team of heels, you know, or Hulk would assemble a team of the good guys to take them on. I think there's really a missed opportunity here with to do a traditional survivor series, because think about this. You have the bloodline, you have the LWO, you have the judgment day, you have Bobby Lashley's group, right? You have this, uh, that alone, that could be two traditional survivor series matches with four great stables facing off. You could add a team NXT females of the future against Mm. modern era females which seem to not get enough airtime unless they're doing some absurd Naya squash match or something like that. And Jetta. So like, like there was a lot of room within the company to do a, a non brand specific stable versus stable Matt. They're telling the story. This is writing itself right now. And yet um, they didn't choose to explore it, which is really, really weird for me. Uh, Imperium would have been another stable, Yeah, you know, like not only that, they could have done some recruiting or paired some tag teams together, like the new day and alpha Academy, you know, could have been just kind of like mega face team versus mega heel team. Right. Like these are just obvious low hanging fruit survivor series. It's okay. If it's a house show feel with like not a lot of title um, exchanges, it's a great opportunity to push up-and-coming talent it's a great opportunity kind of like king of the ring style to really get somebody over in a survivor series match um i love yeah, so, the i thought yeah. i i i loved when it was a pay-per-view i thought it was a great idea i'm i'm big on tournaments so i i thought that yeah. was fun survivor series this year it seems like it's all about one guy that's not even signed a contract with them though and the rest of it just kind of the rest of the whole at least what's been announced so far seems like very obvious 
um, one-sided matches that is aside from war games where you've got, Oh, Oh no. But again, war games is all tied into that. Who is that one guy that Cody Rhodes has as his friend. And yeah. Uh, so was that a CM yeah. Punk tease? Is that what I'm trying to just keep up? Was the, you said, no, one that guy. was actually, that was a Randy Orton tease. I'm, I'm telling oh. you right now. A Randy oh. Orton I didn't um, catch that. I haven't heard that. What's, what's the story with Orton? Cody said, I have friends too. And what was Cody's original stable when he when he came into WWE? He was oh, part yeah. of uh, with Legacy. Andy Orton and DiBiase Jr. And so interesting using using the line of "I have friends too" is the double edged sword that's making people want to tune in and see who the friends are. When the friends are either going to be CM Punk because TKO says dude shell out the money these guys we we need cm punk and triple h says yeah i can work with them that's fine triple h can work with anybody if it's good for business he, right. he's he's the guy that got bruno san martino into the hall of fame hmm. um by going over and talking to bruno and saying look dude let's bury this hatchet you're part of history and you're important um triple h is good at that and all he's got to do is be willing to bury the hatchet with CM Punk and CM Punk has to be willing to bury the hatchet and accept a lot of money. Um, you guys talked about that last week too. Right. It's, it's um, sure. I'll, I'll take the millions and, and you're right. It will turn into a profitable thing for them, but survivor series in Chicago opening up extra seats they're they're building the anticipation for something that will end up being randy orton at the very last minute i think what if it's seth what if seth's injury what if what if the whole back injury backstory is actually just to drop him out of survivor series in a pre-show attack from the judgment day and And he's he can't go on how are we going to fill this team how are you going to replace Seth? And then that's your on. Maybe it's Randy Orton. Maybe it's CM Punk. Maybe, you know, so suddenly they've actually told the story with some depth and complexity. So that's likely not going to happen. But <laughs> it just seems I like know, that, would be, that would be amazing booking, though, if it did, because you could have them announce Randy Orton as the guy right before the right, like so everybody thinks it's not cm punk it's randy orton he's the friend he's the fifth so now you got that and yeah then at survivor series you have judgment day take out seth rollins and he just happens to be in chicago and show up that would be fun and unexpected and it would give you everything if you just have randy orton come out instead of cm punk at this point you're doing that whole Royal Rumble thing where Rey Mysterio came out instead of Daniel Bryan, and then everybody's throwing cups into your ring again. Yeah, Blue Tista all over it again. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, so so I saw something today that I thought was really pressing because my question, you got there first. Uh, my question was going to be, if Randy Orton is the guy who comes through the curtain, do we have that Rey Mysterio at uh, the Royal Rumble moment? But here's the thing I, I didn't even think about. Um, one, I've never been super big on Randy Orton. He's never been my style. But there was a, a, a infographic thing made. And it said the last time Randy Orton wrestled, Dominic Mysterio was tagging with his father. 
Edge was leading the Judgment Day. Uh, Vince McMahon was in control of the company. And like it just kept going down all this list of things that were like, this was there, this was there. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it really put it into perspective. Like Randy Orton has been gone for quite some time. And so that whole absence makes the heart grow fonder. I do think if Randy is the only return instead of CM Punk, that it's kind of like what we talked about with the, the in-game mistake here and stuff like that. People will be, all right, fine, fine. They couldn't get CM Punk. I guess, I guess it'll be Randy Orton. And then they could definitely build up a good feud between Cody and Randy to give Cody more of a buffer to get to WrestleMania. But I think there's going to be a, a percentage of the player base or of the watching base, viewer base that goes, oh, it wasn't CM Punk. They're not going big enough. I'm out. What if it's both? What if it's both? Yeah. And and here's and here's here's a hot take. Basically, like a theory, right? If you will. Now I'm assuming you've seen Raw. It's already Thursday. SmackDown <laughs> is tomorrow night. So this is a spoiler. But Drew turned heel on Raw yep. and shook Rhea's hand. Is Drew the fifth? In the War Games team is it's Drew, man. right? Like, so what if they expand the teams, right? So now we've got 5v5, Judgment Day has an advantage. They're going to need another person. So they're going to need a fifth. They're going to be reaching. Now, what if they do the Seth attack pre-show, right? So it's you're bouncing around this numbers game the whole time. Oh, now the face team gets a fifth. Oh, and then they lose one. Now what are they going to do? Going into the show, you're still wondering, is it going to be 5v4? You know, Orton has been announced, you know, so they don't embarrass themselves. And then, you know, during the match, Punk comes out and he's the fifth. I mean, I, that would be that would be iconic moment. Um, that's, and, and, that's exactly and, what I thought you were saying. Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought you were saying earlier. That's that I, I'm assuming it's five on five. I guess they haven't made that official announcement yet. Yeah, we've no, we know nothing so far. The card is just four on four. Even on the WWE, as it's telling the story on their website, which is subject card subject to change. So, hey, we're familiar with that. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I assumed it was going to be five on five, especially with the way that Drew came in and he is now the fifth member i assume that their fifth member is going to be randy orton and i think they need to announce that before survivor series so that it's not right the down at survivor mm -hmm. series that it will be if randy orton comes out unannounced for the record the yeah. drew heel turn is my favorite thing that's happened on wwtv like it's the only thing that's actually surprised me the Santos Escobar heel turn was very predictable. Everybody saw it coming. You, I almost thought Drew was going to operate as this anti-hero that was neither good nor bad. Uh, kind of the you know modern Stone Cold effect. We're not quite. He's unpredictable. He's in it for himself. But this is a very clear heel turn in alignment in a handshake with Rhea. Um, wow, I kind of like Drew McIntyre is finally interesting again. Yeah. And I think that uh, pairing him with the Judgment Day, just think about how crazy it is, you know, back when Randy Orton was last year, 
the judgment day was this thing that we all rolled our eyes at and went, Oh my gosh. Right. The days of spooky ooky promos are done. Edge being the brood Lord is over. What are we doing here? And now fast forward and they've legitimately been better than the bloodline for a while. Bloodline was still probably the best story they've done in the last five years, but, uh, or aside from Becky Lynch becoming the man, but, uh, but the, the bloodline, uh, you know, was nowhere near as good as, now as where judgment day is <clears throat> excuse me and drew mcintyre coming in now you have this story to tell who's in charge we all know it wasn't dominic he was never the guy in charge was it finn was it damien oh really it's Rhea, right Rhea's pulling this but now drew comes in he's a dominant personality and they can start if they want to do the disillusion of the judgment day they can build that out but they could also just surprise us all and just come right in and go, yeah, Rhea's in charge. Drew's the main guy. Finn and, and Damian are the tag team titles. Dominic's the Disco Inferno. We got it. And now for the next year, that's the status quo. That would be interesting. What do you do with senior money in the bank then? He loses the case to Cody Rhodes. Right. He loses the briefcase so that Cody can finish the story and cash in on Roman freaking reigns. He gifts it to Dominic. And as soon as Cody finishes the story, Dominic wins the title and the I world hate you. explodes. I hate you so much right now. I hate you so much. <laughs> that is trash. That is McMahon era trash. So it might actually happen. And that's why I hate oh. you so much. Because there's a oh. possibility that that scenario could actually happen. That's why it's so terrible. And I fear it. <laughs> <laughs> wow wow well take yeah, us so right me. now survivor series is a one match card hopefully this week they figure that out next week you know holiday week all that kind of stuff maybe they'll get their stuff together and we'll see but anyway uh schmike before we go one last uh plug for the the big three family there and then i'll i'll give us the end credits well there okay Thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. Seriously, it was a blast. I've listened to you guys do this thing since before you guys even came over to Toxic Mafia. So I'm really happy that you guys could have me on here. Happy to be a part of it and happy to watch you guys keep getting continued success. You guys are doing amazing. And thank you. Um, but yeah, Toxic Mafia, Mafia City, Super Mafia Bros. That's, that's our group. Um, we are all perfectly fun factions we look forward to growing ourselves up the rankings and seeing how high we can get without having to do a ton of work and forcing a ton of minimums on people have fun with the game that is the goal have fun with the game have fun with the people you play the game with communicate and just find some enjoyment in this world through a mobile app that sometimes wants to see us succeed um, <laughs> but yeah that's uh, and, and if you're not happy with that uh get me on discord and again i promise we'll we'll help you find a place that you will be happy with but well, again thank you guys for having me on i thought you were gonna say and if you're not happy with that i got two words for you so champions chat community i got two words for you smash gems we're out maybe <laughs>